0: Welcome to the dew Hawk Digest, the podcast for all things Laura's College. Each semester, Laura's students have the opportunity to expand their horizons and travel to points around the globe as part of their studies. In this episode, we take a closer look at the college's study abroad program and what adventures lie in store for the current crop of Dewhawks. I'm Robert Waterbury, Assistant Director of Campus Communications, and I'm joined by Study Abroad Coordinator, Abby Behrens. Welcome to the DoHawk Digest.
1: Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I'm
0: excited that you're here. I I, I mentioned right before we started here that I've been hoping to, to do a conversation about the Study Abroad program. So I'm excited that we actually have a chance to really dig into this and kind of explain it to anybody who's listening.
1: Fabulous. Thank you. Let's do that.
0: All right. So let's start with the hardest question. Get right to it. What does a Study Abroad coordinator do?
1: I have the best (laughs) role at Loris College. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really fortunate to work in the Center for Experiential Learning, and our newish offices in the Miller Academic Resource Center, alongside other fabulous coordinators in career services, academic internships, community-based learning, um, our fabulous office manager, Bobby Martin, who works with um, community work-study students and AmeriCorps students. So we are um, very fortunate to have camaraderie in one another and supporting one another's programs and events and uh, advising to students who are ultimately looking to take their learning to the next level by applying what they're um, studying and in the classroom um, into a real world setting. So it's it's something that I get to do on an international scale, alongside our fabulous faculty and staff at Loris who are also fostering such um, deep and experiential learning.
0: Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, well, and I know the just feedback from students who who are able to do the study abroad program are just they they rave and they just like it's it was such an amazing experience
1: yeah it's transformative yeah and and they come back um transformed themselves and again looking to um apply uh, many global concepts into their studies into their remaining time at loris college into the student organizations they're leading um other leadership positions um, on campus and outside of campus i think i've seen um immense growth and 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 um development in students when they return after after spending a semester abroad or um, a couple of weeks in an international setting alongside students and faculty at Loris. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's really rewarding to, to help facilitate that process and support students in their international um, learning.
0: Is there a particular goal that's that's kind of set in mind for anybody who does abroad? Is it really just the real-world application of their studies, or is there something more to it than that?
1: I think students pursue study abroad for different reasons. Ultimately, we wanted to contribute to um, their academic experience at Loris. Um, students are looking at applying um, foreign language skills in a real-world setting, um, professional skills, academic skills in a real-world setting. We have internships that students are participating on abroad, um, coursework that applies to their major and minor. And so ultimately, it's taking their education to the next level and doing it in a way that is facilitated, supported um, by Loris, the Center for Experiential Learning, and other faculty um, to guide that process. Um, Students are wanting to live with host families abroad. They're wanting to learn their their professional field alongside other interns abroad other you know get to know colleagues abroad get to know real world professionals in their field they they're looking to get to know professionals in their field um, outside of loris college in dubuque and and we can we can look for those opportunities in an international setting Um, ultimately students want to explore these passions that they have in, in pursuit of, of global travel, of what it means to think beyond ourselves and, and to get deeper in, in culture and in rich in um, different types of context. Um, how are we helping students to help them expand their knowledge base outside of Loris College and in our campus and and continue to grow and develop themselves. Um, so again, it's 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 deepening the skill set that students have learned at Loris, um, applying them in a global context, um, Mm -hmm. but along the way, earning credits towards their major, staying on track to graduate on time, and uh, apply their financial aid. Students can apply 100% of their financial aid, uh, Loris aid, as well as state or federal aid, and we have a close partnership with our financial planning office to help um, guide that process so students feel that there is a plan in place. All of those critical pieces come together um, to help um, support a student who is looking to broaden their horizons.-
0: Yeah, we can get into there's a lot of moving parts in order to mm-hmm. make it all happen. Mm-hmm. So so you stay busy, I know that. Yes. <laughs> yes,
1: there multiple offices on campus are, are involved in, in the planning process.
0: Sure. So uh, are there any is, every, is any student eligible to do study abroad or are there, do, are there certain uh, criteria that need to be met?
1: So we, we like to say that any, any major can study abroad, and especially if a, st- a student is planning early, we can work with their academic program and their advisors to plan early and to find the right time that fits for them, to find the right uh, semester, whether it's sophomore year or junior year. We even have seniors who are still looking to plan and, and make that experience happen for them. Um, we have a 2.5 GPA at uh, Requirement, academic requirement. So typically, students are in their sophomore, junior, or senior year when they're eligible to study abroad, um, having met the forty credit hour minimum.
0: Okay. You did mention before that. So you mentioned uh, a full semester, or mm-hmm. maybe like a three week period. What uh, What are the time frames available for students? Uh, is it really just one semester? Can they stay a full year, or is it really limited to? like what are the limits or are there limits to the the travel components for the students?
1: So we have study abroad programs that run semester length. Um, Students can also explore our January term extensive travel course offerings. So we have short term faculty led options. We have semester signature semester programs as well. And then we support students who are also looking at summer study abroad opportunities. Uh, Loris has four signature semester programs in Ireland, Portugal, Spain, and Argentina. Then we have um, a variety of um, ever-changing January term course offerings. And then we have what's called affiliate partner programs as well, where students can uh, study abroad all over the world and pursue summer opportunities as well, beyond the four signature semester programs that we offer. And so those affiliates really allow students to consider other options if that works better for their timing and their academic areas.
0: So you mentioned there are four countries then that are available. So is it just existing partnerships that we're able to to utilize, or how do you... How do how have we determined those four countries mm-hmm. uh, for each semester?
1: History and Connections has determined those four partnerships, but they are our signature semester program. So we partner directly with host universities in those host countries, um, other host institutions, and partners for internships and housing and excursions and um, cultural events. So there are are direct connections within those within those four programs.
0: Okay. When a student comes in and, and wants to explore study abroad, how do you pick where, which country they go to? Do they get to pick, or is it a matter of, well, your major or what you're pursuing is best suited to go here?
1: Students often come in with ideas of, of, of where they think they wish to study abroad, and then we have conversations, and we have ongoing conversations that unpack what are their their intentions, what are their goals, what is what are their long-term goals with their four years at Loris, and incorporating a global opportunity, such as a study abroad semester. And so when we unpack that, we begin to identify what those goals really are and how we can help a student find the best fit. So I enjoy those conversations, getting to know the student. And as I understand our programs, helping them identify what works best for them, what is best suited towards their personal, academic, or professional goals. Um, is it coursework? Is it field work? Is it the living arrangement? Is it um, engagement with the the language? And when you begin to have those conversations, you begin to understand what's important to a student. Is it group oriented? Is it an individual process that they're looking to have? We have an Ireland semester program where a law professor gets to lead the program as faculty director every spring semester. Mm. And it's a wonderful professional development opportunity for that faculty director, but they are really honing and shaping that semester for that cohort of students, those do on in the Dublin, Ireland semester um, that year. And so oftentimes that brings great comfort to a student who's maybe not traveled um, Outside of the United States, or even outside of the Midwest, that they might have this Loris experience abroad, but yet they're living with host families or amongst other international students. They're interning in an, in a field that is ideal to them, and they're taking courses with other faculty and students from that host country. So sure,
0: that Loris connection is retained even across over the seas.
1: It is. It is. So it it. And we begin to unpack that when we have those conversations. Okay. And then those advising appointments lead to further advising with their academic advisors. Again, students meet with financial planning. So all of these pieces come together. And when they finally applied and committed to a program, I get even more of their time in ongoing pre-departure meetings leading up to their study abroad semester. So it is very much a structured, facilitated process to help give students the boost of confidence, the knowledge, and the understanding they need to to live in a, in a different culture, to, to live in a foreign setting, and navigate that foreign setting with public transportation that they may not be accustomed to, foreign currency, all of those pieces that need to come together, and the pieces that come together even on a deeper level to help Provide as much support to the student as possible.
0: Sure. So it seems like there's multiple phases to it. It's it's them coming to you and like that initial exploration in terms of what might be a good fit based on what they think they want and what actually their experience or what they're they're looking for, how they actually all matches up. And then there's a matter of once they you've determined their fit, then it's preparing them then for that that destination. Precisely. And, and then then they go. <laughs> and then there's the experience to be had. So what is the, I, and I know for a student it's going gonna, it's gonna to change yeah, on an individual basis, but is there a general time frame from the time that a student initially inquires to the time that they get on a jet? How, about, how long does it take roughly for that process to, to run through?
1: It varies, mm-hmm. of course. It depends on when a student approaches the Center for Experiential Learning or is referred to us or it's a classroom visit where we are are coming in. I like to attend classroom visits, um, bringing in study abroad alumni who are current students who have returned. And if we grab their attention and then they begin to ask the questions and meet with me, um, typically about a year. We have about um, a year in advanced application priority deadline. So if a student wants to study abroad in the spring semester, pre-departure would be conducted the fall prior. And students would be applying even before that in the spring semester ahead of pre-departure. Mm-hmm. So advanced planning is important, is beneficial to the student, and and helps them ultimately bring back credits towards their major, credits towards their minor or gen ed or elective credit. All of the credits will transfer back. Um, but we want students to have as much time as possible to have those key conversations and planning.
0: Sure, and really preparation is For something like that, because it is literally a culture shift and culture change that they need to be ready for. Precisely. In addition to making sure that they're focused on their studies and still pursuing their their final goal of a degree. Exactly. That's right. Yes. All right. So when you're dealing with, I mean, you're dealing with international travel, at the best of times, there's a lot of uncertainty. Things can go, can change quickly. (laughs) Um, what are some of the more common hurdles that you find that you run into when you're coordinate, helping coordinate these trips with the students? Or is it really a kind of a, a case-by-case basis, like, well, I never saw that coming?
1: I would say that the pre-departure process is designed very intentionally so that we can try to anticipate any challenges. Mm-hmm. Of course, we know that challenges surface, and often when we are least expecting them, we bring in our mental health staff. We bring in our counseling staff into pre-departure. And so, again, we're trying to provide a very well-rounded experience for students. I would say one of the um, challenges, not so sure it's actually a challenge, but the hurdle of attaining obtaining their student visa ahead of their study abroad program. And so I'm in pre-departure this fall with students who are preparing for a semester in Santiago de Compostela, Spain, and Lisbon, Portugal, and navigating the varied – nuances of the visa process the student application process is different by country different by program different by length of the experience and so there are a lot of factors so helping students understand and and process through all of that information often takes quite a bit of time and planning but the support structures we have with faculty involved with staff involved our, our partners at these host institutions Um, universities abroad, the staff on site, the pre-departure, the orientation that they get when they arrive is all set up in a way so we can try to address and foresee the challenges Mm -hmm. that they may have. I mean some students are very anxious just about navigating public transportation and they've not um, even left Iowa for example Mm -hmm. and they're already on a plane and they might be interning abroad so they're not only taking courses Um, and studying abroad, but they're entering a professional setting too in a a global context in a way that they have not done that back at home. So I don't think of those as challenges, but more um, areas of growth and development where we can address them before they arrive and bring in our academic internship coordinator, Jenny Weber, into that conversation to help them prepare for their experiences. Very beneficial.
0: So what I'm hearing is that you guys have been doing this long enough between Loris's end and then the other institutions that we work with that it's really kind of a fine-tuned machine right now that most of those hurdles or those problems, they've happened enough that you can anticipate them and have a way to address them. And unless, you know, the rare occasion where you step into a big old global pandemic where nobody can (laughs) do anything about that, uh, (laughs) you kind of have it all pulled together.
1: Now, that was definitely challenging. Yes, it was. (laughs) And um, students were resilient. Uh, Our partners were resilient. In the spring of 2020, students were able to complete their semester, um, even if it was finishing back at home. Sure. Um, So um, we had to pause over the last uh, year. um, We reopened programs this past spring semester in Ireland and in Spain, two of our flagship programs with decades of history now in those locations. So I see nothing but growth from here mm-hmm. as we continue to, to jump back in and do it in a way that is supportive to the student.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you can navigate a pandemic, you can, you can kind of handle everything, I think <laughs> at this point. I, <laughs> yes. Uh,
1: you know, that, that was definitely an obstacle. Yes. For
0: sure. <laughs> well, with all the students that you've worked with, Um, you know there's all these different experiences whether it's through the J term or through the the full semester Um, do you have any favorite stories or is there part of the process that you really enjoy
1: there is I really enjoy what in the field of international education is called re-entry so when students return from their study abroad experience and they may have even had a summer at home already, but they return back to campus in the fall to reconnect with those students. And I I aim to be connected with them throughout all of reentry, including their ret- initial return over the summer into the fall. Hearing the stories, seeing the look on their faces as they're telling these stories, the connections they've made, the students who are still communicating with their, their host mother, Who are longing for the meals the cuisine Um, you know they hear a song and they're taken back to a place and time when they were um, in Lisbon or in Dublin or in Santiago de Compostela or Buenos Aires is phenomenal to me I always say that my favorite Loris College student is is the study abroad student that returns from their experience and they're ready to share that with all of campus and their their peers at Loris Um, they just glow And it's really rewarding to me in my role to help facilitate that process that they've navigated. Um, It's a very independent experience, even if you're with a cohort of of do hawks in an international setting. It takes some deep thinking and reflection and discernment to be able to commit to a study abroad semester. But knowing that you aren't alone in that process, and that's exactly why I am there. The Center for Experiential Learning is there to help Um, to help you throughout the entirety of that process. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, I find great, great joy when students have returned and they're so wanting to share their experience with students by talking about the excursions, their independent travels. um, In our Ireland semester, there are excursions built in where students are getting out of the city of Dublin and they're exploring Dingle and Derry and Northern Ireland and Belfast. And so what else did the country show to them that uh, they want to express to the rest of Loris. What have they learned from not only Dublin, but their time navigating all of Ireland, um, traveling to mainland Europe to independently travel over spring break to a variety of destinations, um, hopping countries, if you will. But what that means is you have to quickly navigate another foreign language or foreign currency, um, public transportation system. How do you engage locals? Um, what's customary in that in that program in, or in that country? And all of that takes research and planning. Even when they are studying abroad, you have to be prepared to to book your own travels. Um, so students do look forward to traveling internationally when they are abroad, um, and some others like to stay closer to home base, home, if you will. Sure.
0: So we, you did mention we've we've talked a, a quite a bit about the the full semester, there is also, as you mentioned, the J-term or the, like the shorter term travel. There's got to be a lot more variance there. Um, how, how does, how does that, those, those three week trips, how do those vi- differ from the, the full semester tra- travel?
1: Our January term extensive travel options, which are the international course offerings of our January term, provide another great outlet and opportunity for students who are looking to travel as, as a class, as a Loris College class, to a, a setting further away domestically or an international setting and diving deeper into that particular topic. These courses do um, vary year to year. January term does open the door into offering courses from all majors at Loris um, to travel on local, regional, domestic and international level as well. Mm
0: -hmm. Is it do you do you see any components of a, a student who maybe does a January travel and then next thing you know they're in your office talking about like I would like to go back there for a full semester?
1: Absolutely we have those conversations and we also have students who come in and very quickly we're learning that I'm learning they may be Positioning themselves more for a short-term experience at first. So let's first start by looking at January term travel opportunities It's a three-week class where one to two and a half weeks of the of that term is spent traveling and diving deeper into a local setting a a rich cultural context specific to the course topic Mm -hmm. and those vary all across every major at Loris Uh, And they change year to year. So it does give students a great variety and assortment of opportunity to travel.
0: So for somebody who wants to to learn more, maybe they they're not quite ready yet. They they're interested but they they they're not ready to go like I'm not going to go and talk to Abby because I don't know what I want to do yet. How do they do you have anything coming up where they can learn more?
1: I do, and I would still encourage them to come talk to me. Sure. I always say I'm never going to twist a student's arm. It's just a conversation to have, to look at if they may have a sliver of interest in an international opportunity during their college years. But we do have really exciting fall events coming up. We have a study abroad alumni panel and information sessions specific to our programs and countries where students are traveling abroad this fall. And so all of that information has been shared with students and will be communicated to campus. Uh, we also have an international photo contest that students can submit if they've taken part on these programs as well as vote if if they've not. So all of that information is being shared with campus.
0: Okay, and if anybody does want to find out more specifically, I mean you mentioned there, find out more event dates or things like that, they can reach out to you through your email?
1: Correct, yes they can. So my email is barons at edu.
0: Okay, and we can actually include that in the show notes too. So if somebody is listening to it, they can find it and reach out to you that way, so. Yeah, so it's accessible in multiple places. I had one more question for you. Um, Partly something that you had mentioned before where you talk about some alumni or students who have done these trips before. And then they come back and we'll talk to students who are preparing. How often do you see students who are are that excited about what they've learned that they want to come back and share that?
1: Almost every time. Yeah. Yeah. We have alumni who have been Zooming in this fall to help conduct pre-departure meetings to help share their knowledge uh, with students who are soon to be departing. They want, they crave the opportunity to share those experiences and th- their stories. And I am reminded all of the time that students who are interested in exploring studying abroad want to hear from the students who have lived it themselves. So I'm always trying to connect our wonderful rich alumni study abroad alumni with prospective students with current students who are considering these these programs okay
0: that's that's fantastic well it it makes sense though to have that amazing experience and they want other people to be able to have experiences like that and then you know, of course, you go through it, like anybody, you, you have something exciting, you, you definitely want to share it and let other people know what you what you were able to experience. That
1: word of mouth is powerful, yeah. and it gives students the boost of confidence that they need to know that I can do this. I may not have done something like this in my past ever, but I I can prepare myself in a way that is, makes this possible. All
0: right. Well, Abby Barons, thank you so much for coming and joining me, providing that this in-depth look at the Study Abroad program. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Robert.
0: Appreciate being here. And a slightly veiled threat, I may ask you to come back and talk about it again in the future. Okay, round two <laughs> may be better. Who knows? Oh, no, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. And thank you to everyone who listened into our discussion. For more Loras podcast news and features, visit daily.loras.edu. We hope you'll join us next time for another episode of the Doohawk Digest. Until then, take care of yourselves and each other, and go Doohawks.